Good morning, Mike Broomhead. Happy Statehood Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Same to you. Do you celebrate Valentine's Day? Do you guys still do that? I do. In fact, this morning I left Valentine's for both my husband and my father-in-law who lives with us. That's I didn't amazing. Want him to be left out. So, so it's it's not it's not just a Hallmark holiday. It's one you kind of set aside. Anytime you can celebrate love. Oh, it's look a at wonderful you. thing, what right? A, what a beautiful thing. We're I, commanded to love one another. Although, although, so let's set aside a day at least to do it. I am uh, I'm more of the Zinsmeister camp that, you know, some guy gets his head cut off and now you got to buy your wife chocolates. So there, that was kind of funny this morning, wasn't it? That was hilarious. It was hilarious. Uh, thanks, Jamie. Good morning, everyone. And, and happy Valentine's Day. Happy Statehood Day as well. We're going to talk about Statehood Day later on in the show. 835 coming up in about 20 minutes from right now. Kristen Bentz, frequent guest on the show joins us to talk about the consumer price index new numbers out this morning what they are what they mean and what's going to happen because of it so we will do that at 8:35 we start this morning with the tragedy at Michigan State University we know yesterday that there was a shooting on a campus the gunman in his 40s then turned a gun on himself and took his own life so uh, here's a little bit of what we know about this because I want to talk about Arizona in just a moment this is the uh, MCSU interim deputy police chief talking about this we can confirm that all three deceased were MSU students. We can also confirm at this time that all five of the injured victims at the hospital were also MSU students. Uh, tragic. You know, we send our kids to school, and I, with all due respect, I know they are young adults. I, I don't mean that as an insult, but as, as a parent, your children are still your kids. So the older you get, the older that term kid pertains to. So you have young people that are on a college campus. It should be a safe place for them to be. And now one is interrupted by gunfire once again. This is the assistant police chief going on to describe more. We have absolutely uh, no idea what the motive was at this point. We can confirm that the 43-year-old suspect had no affiliation to the university. So uh, that's the other issue here is when out when there doesn't seem to be an apparent motive right at the beginning, you start digging into this. What more are we going to find out? But now, more importantly, whenever something like this happens, we start hearing <clears throat> about what needs to happen. So Governor Whitner, Whitmer of, of Michigan addresses this situation. Our children are scared to go to school. People feel unsafe in their houses of worship or local stores. Too many of us scan rooms for exits when we enter them. And many of us have gone through the grim exercise of figuring out who our last call would be to. So she goes on to say, what do we say to the next generation? As parents, we tell our kids, it's going to be okay. We say that all the time. But the truth is, words are not good enough. We must act and we will. So where they're going to act, which is going to they're going to pursue more strict gun laws in the state of Michigan. We'll get to this in a moment. But here's Alex Perez from ABC talking about this suspect and what they know. Police releasing images of the suspect, describing him as a short black male with a mask on. The manhunt coming to an end when authorities located him off campus after midnight, where police say the suspect turned the gun on himself. All right, so there are a couple of different things here, a couple of different angles to to, to go at this. The um, superintendent of public schools in Arizona, Tom Horn, says we must prioritize armed police officers over counselors. This is according to a story. Arizona school safety grant program has been around since 2019, allowing schools to get state funds for counselors, social workers, and school resource officers. We understand here, and these are, I'm just talking about the lessons to be learned in the immediate time frame in Arizona. The, uh, the Phoenix Unified School District, or the Phoenix High School District, um, they 
removed police officers from campuses a couple of years ago during COVID. And it was an insult. My, this is, again, I'm editorializing here. They, um, they did this for reasons that were a slap in the face to law enforcement because there were kids on campus that didn't feel safe around the police. It was the most woke, defund the police attitude we'd seen in a long time. They went with security guards on campus. Instead, they said they had a safety plan. When people asked about that safety plan, it was nothing. It was one sheet of paper in an envelope in the teacher's office that basically said, if you're inside, if you're outside, run inside. If you're inside, lock the door and hide under your desk. And it was a plan that they there were no drills. There was so they were out of a out of an abundance of public scrutiny. They tried to strengthen their plan for security. Um, But I've talked with many teachers in Phoenix and other places, and I will tell you that teachers are afraid. And the good students that are going to our schools that are going there to learn um, say that they don't want to use, they don't want to get a hall pass and go to the restroom. They don't want to go into the restrooms because of what goes on in there. And so it's an unsafe environment. And that's what happens. That is a microcosm of what happens when you remove law enforcement, when you shrink the size of law enforcement, when you get rid of the good guys that are standing in the gap between the good and the bad citizens. That's just a, a place to start. Let's start there. Um, <clears throat> we make campuses gun-free zones, and we're telling criminals that you will go un, un, undeterred here until the police show up. Go back to the Virginia Tech shooting, how horrible that shooting was at Virginia Tech, if you remember. And it was where things really began to change and how police dealt with active shooter situations. And uh, there were there were radio calls during that that active shooter situation where the gunman had barricaded himself in classrooms, locked the door shut from the inside and then just began shooting people in classrooms. And you could hear because police procedures were to set up a perimeter and shelter in place, wait for the SWAT team which all changed later, the how they trained and how they pursue changed after these things. But you could hear in radio traffic between police officers during the radio traffic in the background, you could hear gunfire. And it was the gunman opening fire on innocent people, innocent, unarmed people. No one is advocating for gunfights in the hallways of campuses. No one is looking for the shootout at the OK Corral at any one of our middle schools, high schools, elementary schools. Not at all. But we have to address In my mind, a couple of things. Um, Bad people exist, and they are looking to do bad things. How prepared are you for that to happen? Again, I, I have to boil things down to its most simple terms. In my house, when my girls were young... We had a plan in our house for a uh, for a multitude of things, and we didn't do drills, and we weren't paranoid. But a couple of things I did was I I taught my girls um, how to safely handle firearms when they were young. We would go into the desert up off of uh, of uh, Table Mesa Road where you could shoot in the desert because we lived in the Northwest Valley, or we would go somewhere else, and we would go in the desert and we would shoot, and we would show them proper gun safety, how to handle a firearm. They became very good at shooting fire. Firearms and it took away a lot of the mystery. This is when they were old enough to understand a little better. When they were when they were really young, we kept the guns away from them. Um, but also, we had a plan in the house that if the burglar alarm goes off in the middle of the night, nobody leaves their bedroom, nobody leaves their room except me. 
in the heat of the moment, if it's dark in the house and you see a silhouette in a shadow, the last thing you want to do is shoot at someone you love accidentally. And, you know, as I'm not a police officer. There's, you know, that could always happen. But I wanted to be able, we had a plan is my point. We had a plan in place. And everybody knew what that plan was. We weren't paranoid. We were prepared. We had a burglar alarm. Is that a fail-safe against somebody getting in your home? No. Is having a gun ultimately mean for sure that you're going to be able to repel an attacker? No. But it, these are levels that you can go to as, a, as an individual to protect yourself. And so what we are going to witness, and I, at some point, I guess in the coming days, probably this week, we'll get more into the conversation about gun control itself. Um Mourning the victims and finding out what it was about this 43-year-old guy that did this, why he would do this. They, he doesn't seem to have any connection to the university. He doesn't have any connection to any of the victims yet that they know of. They have no idea what the motive might be. But already, the governor of Michigan is saying, we have to act. We have to do something. You don't even know what that is yet. You have no idea who this guy is or why he did what he did. And my, my frustration comes from already the conversations about either you care or you don't care. And that's absolutely not true. What it does boil down to is what is the best way forward? We're going to argue about constitutional issues. It's going to happen. We are either going to argue about the Second Amendment, which we continue to argue about, or we're going to argue about HIPAA laws and right to privacy. When can you intervene? What what do we have a right as citizens to know about someone's health, mental health or physical health? Doesn't matter. What right does the public have to know about things? At what level can you intervene if somebody hasn't committed a crime? These are constitutional issues that will be wrestled with. But I guarantee you that the first point of attack is going to be at firearms themselves. And my frustration is that it's never worked. And I'll leave it at this. We'll talk gun control in the future. Michigan has some of the most strict gun laws in the country. Where do you feel safer, Phoenix or Detroit? Chicago, high level of shootings there in that city. Very strict gun laws. Washington, D.C., New York City. So having strict gun laws doesn't seem to be helping. And yet the pursuit is places like Arizona should be more like those places. And I, I wrestle with that because it doesn't seem to be working. Coming up in a moment, our good friend Kristen Bench joins us. Kristen is a retail analyst, and she's going to help us uh, decipher what the new CPI, the new Consumer Price Index numbers mean, and what's going to happen because of it. That's all coming up here in just a couple of moments. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Everybody, everybody in the studio playing the cowbell when that song comes on. Um, you hear the music, that means our friend Kristen Bentz is with us. Kristen, welcome back to the show. Happy birthday, Arizona. Uh, yes, happy birthday, Arizona. Let's um, let's talk about the Consumer Price Index. Just it, to, You know, you read the mixed messages and headlines. Tell me exactly what's going on here. Inflation rose a half a percent in January, more than expected, but it's only up 6.4% year over year, which means inflation is easing in some people's minds. What does all this mean? In some people's minds, so that's an understatement. Okay. So everything is pretty much mixed, right? The big portion of this was shelter. 
So if you own a home or you're renting, that's killing you right now. So that was the big, you know, bulk of these numbers that came out. Um, the main problem is this wages have not kept up with inflation like in the Trump era. So, you know, back in the day, things were a little bit better, a lot better for middle class folks. Now, not so much. So, you know, our Fed rate is what, 4.65. Um, inflation is right about 6.7 percent. It's not great. It's still pretty high. So, you know, you can't fall far from a basement window. You know what I'm saying? Right. (laughs) (laughs) So these numbers are not great and the consumer is still struggling. So let's take Tyson, for example, right? Their numbers came out last week. Horrific because what happened? Demand destruction, like you and I talked about. You make things too expensive for people, they're just going to quit buying them. So that really hurt their bottom line, you know, and eggs. We're smuggling eggs now at the border. Mm-hmm. You know? We have an egg cartel. So as I much hear- as people want to say things are getting better, there may be a little less bad. Let's go with that. I uh, I was going back to our favorite movie, Trading Places, and they're now talking about oranges in Florida, that that's the next uh, shortage that we're seeing. It's the Dukes. It's it is. always the Dukes, Mike. <laughs> Um, let's talk about a. Tell me if some of these numbers are accurate because I pulled these. But again, I want to make sure my numbers are accurate. Overall, the biggest year-over-year price change was fuel oil at twenty-seven point seven percent, and then it was gas utilities at twenty-six point seven percent. Is that accurate? That's accurate, and they're all creeping back up. So that's why, you know, no wonder it's hard for the consumer to get a read on what's happening because they know what's happening in their bank account. They know what's happening with their paycheck. But then you hear these headline numbers, and they're so muddled, no one understands, you know, what's going on. So when the Fed looks at this, uh, and obviously we've, they're talking about increases in rates, but they said it may slow down this year if, if inflation starts to ease. When you see these numbers, put your put your mind in the mind of the Fed. Are we going to see a bigger increase? or a faster increase in in interest rates? Oh, boy. You know, can I tell you this as an analyst and investing officer, I will be so happy for the day when you and I do not have to discuss the Fed. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, You know, here's the thing. They're going to we're going to try to keep them right, you know, from from not raising. But then that's going to throw us into a recession. Right. So I, I don't think that there's really a way that we can win this. I would not be surprised if they did another 25 bips. But that's just me. When you look at overall, and I'm looking at the numbers now that as you're talking about them, um, and by the way, Kristen Bentz is joining us. She is the the uh, chairwoman, the CEO of KB Advisory Group. She's a retail analyst by trade and the person we go to to find out what's what's going on. Um, looking at these numbers, you were talking about the consumer. Fuel oil way up, gas utilities way up, transportation 14.6, electricity 11.9, food at home 11.3, food away 8.2, shelter 7.9. So the key things for the average family out there still at extremely high inflation rates. Oh, absolutely. And here's something that we haven't really talked about yet. So right now you have 40 million folks on food stamps or SNAP. Okay, that's going to end in May. You also have folks that are receiving benefits for, you know, health care during COVID. And then we have nasty student loan payments. They're going to kick back in in May. So the consumer's just been trying to, like, you know, muddle along a little bit with all of these numbers that are clearly working against us. Wait till that happens. Then you're really going to see things fall off a cliff. So I also then I have a question because the idea of too much money being put into the U.S. economy by the government is what a lot of people are saying is helping keeping this inflation alive. As harsh as it sounds, is there something to be said about those programs ending leading to a drop in inflation because you're taking that money or you're at least not giving that money to the people? anymore. 
Yeah, but here's the thing about transfer payments that a lot of people don't understand. There were so many families and children that were kept out of poverty because of those programs. I'm not talking about PPP. Um, and a lot of that were ill-gotten gains. I'm just talking about things to keep a family going. Um, those, you know, all those transfer payments are green. So Walmart, Amazon, they're all benefiting from those. When those go away, they're going to get hit too. People don't understand that. So when you when you advise people, because I sure, certainly am not giving any kind of advice, when you look at what's happening today with these numbers, is this a wait and see moment? And you say, hey, let's digest this a little bit. Or are there actions you say to people, you should be doing this right now? Well, this is what I say to my clients. Okay, if you are, you know, in the market for investing in stocks, and you know, I'm kind of a broken record with this, but unfortunately, I am right. So, the core four stocks that I recommend my investors take a look at are Nike, Lululemon, Restoration Hardware, and LVMH, because those folks that might be impacted by inflation will not be impacted the same way the middle class is. They have stellar world-class management. They have amazing brand identity and brand equity. So those are the four uh, stocks. If you're going to look at any, I would, I would be very constructive on those four. As always, we appreciate it. People want to follow you. Every time you're on, people want to know where they can find you. Where can they find you on social media? Okay, you can follow me on Instagram at Kristen, middle initial C, Bence, no spaces. And you can still find me on Twitter at Kristen Bence. As always, a pleasure, and we look forward to talking to you again. Thanks so much, Mike. All right, thank you. That's Kristen Bentz, KB Advisory Group, talking about what all this, what the consumer price index means to the average person and to somebody out there that's also an investor. Coming up in a moment, Gatos is going to join me. It's our big Q poll question of the day. We'll get to it coming up in just a moment. The Gatos Big Q poll question brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. And good morning, Gatos. Happy Valentine's Day. Same to you, brother. Same to you. So what do you got cooking tonight? Nothing. My mom's in town. We're going to hang out out at the house with my mom. Uh, Is your mom still in town? Yes, until this weekend. Yep, she's here. Uh, See, now I I heard a little birdie told me that you had a, uh, just going to say it, a hot date tonight. (laughs) What lion lion birdie uh, are you talking to? Uh, I, I heard there was dinner. I heard there were roses. I think you're hiding someone from us. Well, that here's you're not the telling deal. Us about. Th- th- there is there is a little truth to that. My mother's name is Rose, so maybe oh. that's where it got confused. No, no, that's not it. I heard you had a hot date tonight, nope. man. I wish. I, wanted, but I, I don't. want the. I want the scoop. Who is, who is she? Where are you going? Uh, maybe I'll stop by and say hello. That'd I will, be I'll be very honest about this. If I had a hot date, you'd be the last to know. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, because I would show up. I know you would. I, I, I would. It'd be awesome. Have... I'd show up and I'd be like, uh, listen, you know what? I don't, think, I, I don't think this is the guy for you. Yeah, no matter who it is. Um, no, it's, I'm not. I'm not a Valentine's Day person anyway. Okay, I'm not. What about right. you? What are you doing? Can you say, or is it a surprise what you're doing for your wife? Well, I, I, I've got, uh, I've got the big card. Oh, nice. So I am a genius because I bought a card that's massive. It's huge for ten dollars about five years ago. Okay. And every year I write the the whatever year it is, and then a sweet note to my wife on this massive card, and I call it the big card. And uh, I only spent ten dollars five years ago. That's I, awesome. I'm a genius. That, you are genius. Amazing. That's great. Yeah. 
Is that amazing? Do you give her like a framed People. picture of you every Valentine's Day? No, that's every other day. <laughs> Doesn't have to just be Valentine's Day. It's every other day. You can see my house. There are actually pictures of me, portraits of me. So <laughs> that's, that's amazing. That is amazing. That's incredible. Uh, Oh. So what do you have oh, for a question? For no, the, we're not. Yeah, we, I have, we I have about a minute and a half left. What do you What do you got for a oh, question? The White House mm-hmm. recently shot down three flying objects over the U.S. and Canadian airspace. What do you think they are? All right, so let's go over it. More Chinese balloons. B aliens, definitely aliens. C a lost Goodyear blimp. D the Millennium Falcon. Or I have no clue. I have no clue. I have no clue. I'm worried, we're shoot- I, I'm worried we're shooting down, you know, stuff that they're going to come back and zap us, and it's going to be like Independence Day and and all that kind of signs. Remember, there's remember yeah. the uh, movie signs. That was a great movie. In. That was a great, great movie. movie. Yeah, there's going to be some weird, you know, alien on my roof. I, I don't know. I'm not looking forward to this. Do you think it's odd that they have now said that we have a, a UFO task force? Of course it's weird. Of course it's strange. And through, through, it's, it, it, I think the even stranger part is they haven't told us what they shot down, and they don't even know what they, they shot down. They don't know. Down. Yeah, that's they're like, saying. The guy in the report this yeah. morning said that he doesn't, they, that they don't think it has, it doesn't have any steering capability, that they, uh, they don't know what it is. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I'm, I was freaking out on the yeah. show yesterday about it. I don't get it. Yeah, maybe maybe if it's something like that, maybe you leave it alone so you don't pick <laughs> ET off. Well, thanks, Gatos. As always, I appreciate it. All right, uh, happy Valentine's Day. You too. The Big Q poll question today is brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers.